We start this week with grave news. Due to the diligence of our research staff, we have uncovered the existence of one of the foremost conspirators of the land. Yes, as of Sunday we've discovered that one uh, Daniel Wilson, if that is his, her or their real name, indeed, has been seeking to covertly influence this very podcast via what can only be called bribery. Uh, by giving us money with a suggestive wink and an odd handshake, Daniel has tried to buy his way into our good graces. And it's worked. Mm. The nod and the wink were largely metaphorical, but Daniel is giving us money, and along with our low, low standards, that means he basically controls us and this podcast. And what control it is. Uh, with access to secret Vril technology and the real steel dossier, Daniel is the number one reason we can't talk about Donald J. Trump at the moment. Yes, he's the reason we can't talk about him, and no one else entirely. Yes, although this photo we have of him palling around with Robert Mueller on the Mar-a-Lago golf course is... Totally irrelevant to today's topic, mm. which is all about Nazis. And not golf. Not yet, anyway. Mm. Roll the theme. Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Addison and Dr. M. Denton. Hello and welcome to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. Uh, I am Josh Addison and sitting next to me looking rather worse for wear is Dr. M. Dentith. Yes, it turns out you go around punching Nazis and sometimes they punch back. Mm. Although in this particular case, now I, I, it's probably worth pointing out to our podcast listeners who, unlike our vodcast listener, what, viewers, cannot see that Dr. Dentith is sporting a rather glorious shiner and indeed some, some slightly scuffed up knuckles. It's true. There was a very fascist bit of pavement mm. on my daily run and it showed me what for. Mm. Mm. I went one way. A few stitches there. Oh, yes. Four stitches in the eyebrow. Four stitches. In part mm. because they can't really use those butterfly things on eyebrows because they move around too much. Uh, and right. So, yes, I have just to too have animated them. in your facial expressions. It's true. New Zealanders are famous for being mm. very, very mm. animated all the time mm. and also being really bad at being sarcastic. Mm. Mm. So, anyway, that's the excuse for the shiner. Uh, have we anything else to talk about before we um, pass? No, apart from thank you, Daniel, mm. for becoming one of our illustrious patrons who gets a shout out on the podcast. We really appreciate the fact that you're on board with the things we'll be doing behind the scenes. And you'll be finding out more about that with our exclusive patron content, mm. which you too could access if you gave us just a dollar a month mm. or more, mm. basically. Now, we're back. we had the news episode last week, which interrupted our, our theme of dodgy pseudoscience, although we only really had Soviets and Nazis. Do we have anything else for Well, I mean, we can go back to the Soviets. There's more than one There's, dodgy okay. pseudoscience in communist Russia. Indeed. Uh, but anyway, that, but, but today it's the turn of the Nazis, those wacky scamps. Yes, because they, they, they have so few opportunities in this modern mm. world. Yes, yes. So... Um, Nothing else to say. I guess we should just get straight into the Nazis. Yes, let's get into Nazism, but let's not get into Nazism in that way. No. No. 
Yes, wacky nuts. That was a good cork noise, I have to say. I'm I'm good at my cork noises. No, that was something that the podcasters can can enjoy as well as the the video watchers. Uh, Yes, so we're we're talking about Nazis and specifically Nazi pseudoscience. You'll be you'll be surprised to learn that um, some of the things the Nazis believed in weren't actually on the level. May, may, it's may true. actually have been uh, what you might call complete bollocks. It is quite shocking mm. when you consider how the Nazis have been remembered by history. Yes, that it turns out they believed an awful lot of nonsense, mm. uh, which works for us though because we now get to talk about it, um, and much like. Uh, much like the Lysenkoism before, I think we'll see that there's a fair bit of, um, of science as propaganda, um, which, if not 100% conspiratorial, at least the, the, there's, there's the um, element of perhaps that some people knowing that actually maybe we are talking a load of bollocks, but it's the kind of bollocks that supports our politics. Well, yes, so and actually one of the things it. we'll be talking about, which is the role of occult knowledge mm. in Nazism, it's fairly clear there were divides in the Nazi party itself as to whether this was complete nonsense no one should spend money on, those who believed it wholeheartedly, and those who went, it is complete nonsense, and yet at the same time kind of serves a political purpose, so ostensibly we'll say we believe in it, even though privately we're going, oh, Himmler, what mm. are you doing? Mm. Uh, what was he, what wasn't he doing? Quite frankly, not being controlled by Alistair Crowley, despite what the great beast may have believed. Mm. So, I mean, where to start? We've we've talked about we, eugenics we, we, before. Yeah, we have to start with the Shoah. We have to start with the Holocaust. Well, yes, we do. Nazi race science, or Nazi pseudo mm. race or pseudo science, uh, kind of is. The thing they're really, really... It's, it's kind of their brand. It's what it they're is, known for. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, we talked... It was a while ago now, episode 122, I believe. We talked about um, eugenics and conspiracy theories around sort of social engineering and what have you. Um, and basically, the thing about eugenics that, um, that, that you kind of need to remember is that everyone was into it for a while. Just the Nazis were the Nazis, really, really into yeah, it. Yeah, the Nazis came along and actually showed everyone what the logical conclusion of, of that sort of thing is. And everybody else sort of went, ooh, yeah. Now, for those of you who, for some reason, don't know what the Holocaust was, or what eugenics is, eugenics is a kind of a genetic template for breeding a better human Mm. being, using genetics to improve the lot through either forced breeding, sterilization, uh, arranged marriages, and the like. And in the early 20th century, it was a fairly popular Mm. idea that we could breed problems out of the human race, whether that were disabilities on one hand or being prone to disease on another hand, through eugenics. And people, you know, they formed societies. They were quite keen on the idea. More than one nation state had pro-eugenic policies in their, their healthcare systems. But then the Nazis came along with their very, very, very special and attentive view on the Jewish people. Yes, or in general, you know, it's all. It's all well, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, there was there was there were a whole lot of people who got it in the neck. Um, and yes, uh, eugenics sounds like a nice idea when you're talking about making the human race at large sort of you know stronger and, and less prone to disease and so on. But when you start when when you start coming from a position where sort of certain races are inherently superior to other races, and then suddenly genetics becomes about 
essentially eradicating certain races and and uh, breeding out or breeding in rather other ones, um, things tend to get dodgy very quickly. I mean, one of the things we did point out uh, back in our, back back when we first talked about it, the um, the woman who founded Planned Parenthood in America was a eugenicist, and so in that case it was kind of as was the person who founded the Plunkett Society hmm. in this country. So it was kind of about. Um, it was a very, it was, it was sort of a sort of nice in in quote marks eugenics. It was the sort of non-coercive look. Hey, we have poor people perhaps having babies that they have trouble affording to 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 care for. So maybe if we made it really easy to uh, easy access to say contraception, then there wouldn't be so many unplanned pregnancies and not so many of those those inconvenient poor people, which already is starting to sound a little bit dodgy. And. Herein lies the big problem with eugenics. Eugenics is based upon there being desirable characteristics you either want to keep or undesirable characteristics you want to get rid of. And what counts as desirable or undesirable mm. is not a biological category. It's a social construction. And so eugenics is in theory about breeding the better biological organism using decisions based upon the society in which you live. Mm. And if you're a German of a particular stripe at a particular point in time, not being Jewish but being Aryan is really important. So you want to breed those characteristics which are Jewish out of the population. Now that's not biology, that's, that's really bad applied sociology. Mm. But um, yeah, we've, we've talked about eugenics before. Um, it led to the Holocaust. It's very depressing. Uh, so maybe we, we don't can, like it. We we no we we uh, don't want to don't want to ruffle too many feathers. But here at the podcast, as a guide to the conspiracy, we are unequivocally against uh, Nazism and the Holocaust and Indeed. eugenics, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we can possibly have a little more fun if we start talking about the more wacky sort of occulty, sciencey stuff. Now I should point out there are going to be certain listeners to this podcast and certain people in general who are going to go oh, this occult stuff about the Nazis. It's really, really overstated because there has been a kind of tendency in recent work on Nazism to really focus on weird beliefs they had with regard to drugs and also with regard to the occult. And people go, oh, people just try to explain everything about Nazism on, on Himmler's weird beliefs about X or Y. Now, it is true, a lot of people probably put too much focus on the occult beliefs of the Nazis. But the thing is, some of these people really did believe these things. Mm. And some of these theories are really quite fascinating examples of pseudosciences, which do tie into our particular topic about talking about conspiracy. Mm. Um, so perhaps we should start... There, there were, there are the, so these sort of underlying um, um, tenets of the Nazi... Uh, archaeological slash occulty project. We'll see um, that there, there was quite a big project to try and find, to, to sort of go back through archaeological evidence and sort of try and build up a build up a, a history of the German, of the Aryan race, to show that throughout human history, the Aryans were sort of a, a superior people, or, or, or that present day, present day being... 19, uh, World War II era, era Germany, um, present day Germans could be shown to be descended from superior lines of people in the past. And this kind of thinking still goes on today. So one of the big things about the alt-right and the way they talk about ancient Rome and ancient Greece 
as being monocultures of white people being dominant in their particular regions as a case of recasting history to say there's continuity between now and the ancestors we're really, really impressed by. Because there are people in the alt-right who go, well, you know, there were no dark-skinned Romans. There were no proper African Greeks. It's a case of, well, actually there were. It's just that in the 20th century, there was an attempt to recast history to give continuity from the ancient period to now. And a lot of that stuff is still in the history books because it wasn't quite questioned at the right time. Mm. So... In looking for this evidence, they, they, they were sort of applying a bunch of a bunch of sort of uh, principles, I guess, that, that guided everything. Um, uh, there's there's a quite a good uh, article on Wikipedia about Nazi archaeology and this, and they go through these these tenets. Um, so they talk about culture circles, Kulturkreis, I guess, um, which is the theory that um, basically. When you look at a region on the map, if you want to say sort of what what ethnicity that region is, or sort of what 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 uh, what, what what well, but basically what they, what they say is, if you find archaeological evidence that certain people used to live here, then that's who that region belongs to, and essentially this sort of becomes political because if they can say Germanic people used to live in this part of Poland and this part of Ukraine and so on then we can say, well, that's, that's rightfully German land, so we're justified in taking it over. And, of course, that continues to this day with people who claim that, say, ancient Celtic peoples came to this place, or that the Knights Templar were the first people to properly explore North America. That's part of making a claim of, oh, they were there first, or they did the important work first. Ipso facto, it must be their land. Hmm. Uh, next is the social diffusion theory, um, which is the theory that um, cultural diffusion is basically a nice process. Um, cultures, uh, characteristics or, or technologies or whatever, parts of cultures are sort of disseminated amongst others through a process of, of just sort of, um, of, of influence and uh, more advanced people just sort of rubbing off on the less advanced people, which allows them to say essentially that... Um, uh, the German, Germanic people in the past, they did everything. They, they did everything the nice way. They weren't like those those old Romans or those barbarous French or the Goths or whatever running around destroying other people's cultures to assert their superiority. The Germanic people were were just you know naturally superior all along, and their influence on the world around them can be seen as one of as as, as sort of a a positive reinforcement. Yeah, it's the thing. idea that a German walks into a Gaulish village and the Gauls go oh. That German's pretty hip and cool. We want to be like that. And suddenly that Gaulish village is Berlin 2.0. Mm. Uh, another theory was the idea of um, worldview sciences. Uh, should I have a try at this one? Uh, I... Weltanschauung Wissenschaften. I think Wissenschaft is science. I know that much. Anyway, uh, worldview sciences, which... Um, it gives the idea that um, culture and science are sort of are, are intertwined, so it's it kind of rejects the idea of there being uh, some sort of ob objective truth that's the same for everyone that science is sort of trying to to find. Um, it's more about the idea that um, cultural models. Uh, where our cultural models such as sagas, stories, and legends should be not only reincorporated into mainstream culture 
Uh, but the guiding principle in Germany must be to emphasize the high cultural level and the cultural self-sufficiency of the Germanic people, according to my notes here. So um, it's, uh, for one thing, it's uh, the justification or possibly the motivation for getting into these uh, the, these older symbols, the sort of the, the runic stylings of the SES symbol, the swastika itself, which of course is a symbol that had been around for a very long time um, before the Nazis appropriated it. Um, and then, then we get the pure German man, the theory of the pure German man, which uh, yeah. kind, of, kind of raises eyebrows straight away from yep. our, well, our perspective. Not, although not, not, not that Not that no. eyebrow, no. No, you keep that one as it is. Uh, possibly we should also point out, you've, you've a cracked rib or two there as well. I do, yeah. So, so if, you, if, if we find you clamming up uh, at some time, it's possibly because you've... Or I start clutching mm, my breast. Mm. It's not for the usual reason. It's because of pain. No, normally I clutch it because I just quite like touching it. Yeah, and who wouldn't really? Uh, but yes, so uh, the, the, this is another sort of idea specific to the Germans, to the, the, the Aryan people. The idea is that, um, that, that the Aryan race is a pure race that has survived from prehistoric times uh, and starts getting into more, more uh, oh, it's dodgy enough already, but um, more silly, quite frankly, theories, as we'll see in a minute, when it gets to the idea that um, the, the, the Aryan race is descended from races that have been around for a very long time that survived a past cataclysm, possibly the destruction of Atlantis, possibly something else. I prefer um, Lemuria myself, indeed, but it's because I'm, like I'm a non-traditionalist when it comes to apocalyptic floods and destructions of non-existent continents. Um, and so has therefore been around for a very, very long time, which allows them to go back, as we will see, and look at older older cultures and say, oh, look, so you can see there's a Germanic influence in there, this this very old culture that appears to have absolutely nothing to do with modern-day Germans. You can see because because they're coming from the idea that, that this, um, this this line of ancestry or lineage, that's kind of a word, isn't it? That means it line, is. it means ancestry, uh, has been around for so long, therefore it will show its signs later on. Now, of course, it's important to note that all of this stuff, when it was being promoted by the Nazis in the 30s and 40s, was also associated with a claim of conspiracy, because mainstream academic work, both in Germany and outside of Germany, denied most of this. And so the Nazi response was, oh, that is a conspiracy by the liberals, essentially, to hide the truth, they're presenting fake news, the real history of the world, the real history of the German people, and the destiny of the German people is tied up in all of these particular theories. So people knew in the party that academics kind of disagreed, but they went, well, you know, that's, that's academics for you. And you'll be aware if you're savvy about things on the internet. There's been a lot of talk recently about how there was an institute in Berlin which basically studied transgender people. And the Nazis basically tore it down and burnt all of the literature in it because the Nazis had a particular view on LBGTQI issues, which they then justified by reference to these pseudoscientific beliefs and the easiest way to promote those beliefs was to remove evidence of other beliefs and also the history of those beliefs over time. Mm. Um, and that brings us to the Ananerba, um, the, the shortened name of the... I, I might need to run up for this, but... <clears throat> the Deutsches Ananerba Studiengesellschaft für Geistergeschichte. 
or as we say in English, the Society for the Study of the History of Primeval Ideas. Yes, now, the Ananeba is basically where a lot of the, the, the Nazi occult stuff we see in fiction comes from. This, you know, you're Indiana Jones, um, if you've played the Uncharted series of video games, there's a, the Ananeba gets name-dropped in particular in one of them. Um, th this is partly because of it getting confused with the Tool Society, which I'm sure we've talked about in the past. We've mentioned it, but mm. never actually gone into it in any particular depth. But that, 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 that was particularly occult, wasn't it? It was, mm. yes, although it predates the Nazis yeah, by yeah. several decades. Uh, but at any rate, the Ananeba, what, what it actually was, um, was basically the institute that was that was designed to come up with evidence to prove these theories, these principles that we were just talking about before. And those principles were espoused and... Oh, we've got one, one light that's already gone out. Mm. Espoused and promoted by Heinrich Himmler. Oh, Himmler. And Himmler, Himmler, Himmler basically Himmler. is kind of the zeitgeist, it's an appropriate German word here, yeah. for occultic studies under Nazism. Sure because what zeitgeist means, though. A little do. Yeah, it'll do. Because he was really... I'm now doing an okay symbol. It's entirely by accident. He was really, really into these particular beliefs. He and was there into is a lots kind of, of theory that maybe he was given this institute as a way of kind of pushing him into one side and making sure he didn't keep going on about this to people like the Führer. Mm. He was, I mean, he believed all sorts of stuff about being the reincarnation of a, of a knight of the round table or something. He, he practically held, held what were essentially LARPing sessions, didn't he, with various people who were, who were dressed up as knights. He, he did a bunch of weird stuff at any rate. See, I was about to make the comparison, he's the Vin Diesel of his age, but mm. that's a really horrible thing to associate Vin Diesel with. Vin Diesel famously mm. is an avid AD&D player who got Judy Dench to play an AD&D game when they were doing the Chronicles of Riddick. And frankly, that is one of the best stories an actor can ever produce. Indeed. No, so in 1935, so pre, pre the outbreak of World War II, um, the Ananeba was set up under Hitler and they started going out looking for prehistoric evidence of the, the superiority of the Aryan race, or at least the, of the ancestors of the, the, the current Aryan race. Um, and they, they, they went on a whole bunch of archaeological expeditions. So this is where I think you get the idea of Nazis, you know, digging in the desert for, for well, not actually the Ark of the Covenant, but... The Spear of Destiny. The spear, that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the, they went all over the world looking for evidence to, to basically... Prove the and they really went conclusion. all over the world oh, they because they, they went to India to try and find Agatha. Mm. They went to the Netherlands, they went to Tibet, they went all over the damn place. And basically, it, it was, I mean, you know, looking back on it now, we can see as a, a fair bit of case of, of making the evidence fit the conclusion. So anytime, in sort of instances where you have a, a race which historically sort of did well for itself, one way or another, they would then say, oh, and that race can be shown to be uh, an Aryan ancestor. So there's a bunch of stuff about how the Romans were actually, uh, Rome was founded <laughs> by Nordic people, were yeah. secret Germans, yeah. And then the other way around, if you had a race which was known to be an ancestor of the present-day Aryans, then they would show, oh, these people actually possessed advanced technologies and so on. So there was sort of off to Iceland looking at um, documents or, or, or carvings and so on, which supposedly showed advanced technologies. And, and of course, like if you found a supposedly 
German area, which wasn't quite up to the standards of what the Nazis wanted Germans to be, then you could blame an influx of foreigners into mm. the region for diluting the German spirit. Yep. So, yeah, they went all over the place. They, they were interviewing pagan witches and druids in Finland or something like that. They were checking out runes and petroglyphs and, and ancient sites and all sorts of stuff, uh, coming up with this, the evidence that they claimed backed up their theories. Um, shall we talk about the world ice theory? Why not? I think we need to talk about the world ice theory. This one... In, in looking about Nazi pseudoscience stuff, this one's come up a bit. You know, come up a bit. I'm not a hundred percent sure how central it was to the sort these sorts of theories, and whether it gets more press because it's the wacky, you know, at the wackier end of theories, or whether it was a central thing. But the world ice theory was sort of a cosmological theory um, that uh, an Austrian um, engineer came up with, uh, which basically said that space is full of ice. Yeah. Filled with ice, mm, orbiting that, around our sun. That the, the solar system was formed by our, the sun colliding with another star that was full of water or something, and so that after the formation of all the planets, we were left with these big chunks of ice uh, all over the place in space. And every so often, the ice would rain down on Earth, mm -hmm. and that was responsible for the various cataclysms which had shaped human history. Mm. Um, and so this is where the idea that possibly Atlantis and its destruction was one of these cataclysms and the idea that um, the, the, these Nordic ancestor races were presumably due to their advanced knowledge and superior technology and so on, able to survive this cataclysm um, and survive into the present day as the ancestors of the Germanic people. Yeah. So you heard it, heard it here first. Uh, Aryans came from Atlantis. And survived plagues of icy storms. Mm, mm. Um, so, I mean, we, we, we could spend a long time pointing at this stuff and laughing. We could spend a long time pointing at Himmler and laughing, because he was just a Yeah, because I mean, the, wacky, the, fate, wacky the fate of Himmler itself is quite fascinating. Mm. Himmler goes to Scotland on a plane to negotiate some kind of peace deal and gets arrested as soon as he arrives. Alistair Crowley claims he cast a spell that summoned Himmler to Scotland. And it's one of those situations where Himmler was really into the occult. Crowley was into the occult. What's the more ridiculous story here? Mm. Mm. I think the, 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 the solar system being full of chunks of ice raining down on us. You can have complementary ridiculous theories well yes no that is true yeah. that is true um but so i mean we can we can point and laugh and say you know some of this is just flat out silly some of this is just or most of this is clearly bad science it's it's starting from a conclusion and trying to make you make the evidence fit it um but unfortunately even even the wacky stuff did fight what was bolstering the sort of nazi race sciences that he ended up in, in, ultimately in the Holocaust. Yeah, and no matter what you think of the pseudoscience the Nazis were chasing under Himmler, the actual symbology and ideology of this was kind of encapsulated in things like the SS runes, mm. the death mask for the officer's hat, the notion of setting up a kind of camaraderie amongst German officers was all informed by the pseudoscience to create a cult of personality under National Socialism, 
which made it much easier for the Nazis, arguably, to exert control within their borders. Mm. Now, I mean, there was one example. Himmler himself apparently claimed that um, some of the, the, the bog people, the, the sort of dead bodies that were found preserved in peat bogs around um, England and Europe, uh, which uh, at least some of them, the ones that I'm aware of, had, had appeared to have been ritualistically killed and dumped in the bogs. And Himmler claimed that, uh, that these... Uh, these people had been killed for being homosexuals, yeah, um, and then used that to say that uh, this claim to say that there was therefore this ancient tradition of societies seeking to eradicate homosexuality. Therefore, it's good for us to be doing it right now. Yeah, mm. um, he also wanted to to basically Aryanize occupied territories. Or once once World War Two was in full swing and the Nazis were occupying territories. So what we, we what we talked about before territories which they reckoned archaeology proved were actually Germanic territories, um, the idea was that they would, you know, boot out the people who are currently living there and then bring in good good German stock to repopulate the area. Something um, which the USSR ended up doing as well. Mm. Whenever they took over an area, they would flood the area with Russian immigrants on the notion that you just slowly replace the people there because those places were Russian to begin with. So you weren't invading, you were simply repopulating. Mm. So, I mean, they, they never really um, got into this project too far. Apparently there was one, one instance um, of this plan being put into practice uh, in 1942. Um, apparently over 10,000 people were deported from uh, Ukraine um, and before trains of, of ethnic Germans uh, were brought in. Um, and of course, the the other thing though is uh, the Ananerba was a you know a, a, a quote unquote scientific institute um, that was sort of more into archaeology and that sort of stuff. But eventually, it did kind of get folded into the um, Institute for Military Scientific Research. Let's have a go. Wir wissenschaftliche Zweckforschung. Um, and that was the institute that was going around conducting human experimentation on concentration camp victims. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it starts silly, but it gets nasty pretty very quickly. quickly. Which is, I best say, unfortunately, the story of Nazism, but using the word unfortunate there seems like an Not unfortunate right. choice of words. No. It's the consequence of these fascist ideals where... Politics is driving the science. Mm. Yeah, so exactly as we saw with Lysenkoism, um, science kind of becomes a tool of propaganda. Uh, you, you start with the conclusions that are politically convenient to you and then use science to try and back up those theories. And then you cover up the fact that the theories are not backed by the evidence by claiming that the people who make those claims are in fact purveyors of fake news. Mm, which is a conspiracy, so we're allowed to be talking about all of this on this podcast. And we have. Mm, mm. So, yeah, I mean, really, it, it, maybe one time we do need to go back and just have an episode entitled Himmler was a wacky maniac and just look at all the bizarre things he believed in. But I, now, having established a conspiracy angle, maybe we can justify it. Yes, we can, we can do our, our potted history of Heinrich Himmler. Mm. So... When you watch Indiana Jones and see Nazis hunting for supernatural super weapons that will win the war from them, you can now chuckle to yourself and say, ha, 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 Some Nazis. of them actually did. Yeah. And when they didn't, they were just trying to prove the superiority of the Aryan race. Yeah. And thank God that they were stopped. Although, mm. for some reason, 
they're now back. Well, yes, yes. I mean, you, you'd see this stuff and you, you think of your um, Stephen Molly News and what have you trying to take a, a quote-unquote scientific approach to... Yeah, which is why I kept on mentioning so on. that a lot of these views are still around and people are putting them forward and they kind of owe themselves to the Nazis in the same way that if you talk about the threat of cultural Marxism, you are talking about the Nazi idea of cultural Bolshevism. It was invented by the Nazis mm -hmm. to blame a particular class of person for all that's wrong in your society. So I think that brings us um, to the end of this episode. Uh, but only for people who aren't patrons. Indeed. Um, so apart from reiterating once again that, look, we don't care what you think about it. We're just going to stand up and say our truth, which we is that the like Nazis the were bad. Yeah. Hitler? Hitler was bad. He was a bad one. Mm. He was a really bad Actually, I think he might be the worst of all the bad ones. Mm. So, no, we, we we don't care. We'll say anything yeah. else, quite yeah. frankly. Holocaust? Bad idea. Totally fact, against it. In fact, so bad, we would never support it. Mm. Uh, but you could support us. That's yes. a segue that works. Yeah. Um, but yeah. By piggybacking on the fact that we condemn the Holocaust, mm. you too can show you condemn the Holocaust by giving us a dollar a month. That sounds like a terrible way of getting money out of it. It does people. a little bit, yeah. 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 But it's done now, so yeah, it can, can't be helped. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we can't edit this thing, can we? No, obviously not. Uh, so, so if you were to become a patron, you would uh, become privy to the bonus content that we record after every episode. Uh, so this week we have a we have a doozy. I'm looking through the list. There's just all sorts. Oh yeah, of stuff. we've got we've got QAnon stuff. Of course, I we mean do. we've got a great QAnon story. We've got a claim that Tonga lost the internet due to sabotage. An update on the whole whale oil cam Slater affair, and apparently an Australian energy company has been trying to stifle researchers. Hmm. Sounds dodgy, hmm. but if you want to know more, uh, you'll need to become a patron. And if you are a patron, then you'll learn good. more very shortly. Hmm. Unless for some reason you listen to the update before you listen to the episode, which you might. We you don't might. want to tell you how to yeah. live your life, but but still, this is gonna sound a bit weird. Um, so we better stop, I suppose, and simply uh, end the episode in our usual fashion by saying goodbye. La rivedere. You've been listening to the podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, starring Josh Addison and Dr. M. R. Extenter, which is written, researched, recorded, and produced by Josh and M. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron via its Podbean or Patreon campaigns. And if you need to get in contact with either Josh or M, you can email them at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com or check their Twitter accounts, Monkey Fluids and Conspiracism. It's just a step to the left.